0: everybody. Uh, welcome back to my podcast of The Climb from Rock Bottom. First off, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate all you guys for listening, for taking the time out of your day to listen to my story, on top of being able to listen to other people's story. I got an amazing response from the first episode to where there's a bunch of brave men and women who want to share their story, and I'm extremely grateful for that, for one. But two, excited to share how incredible these people are and share their story with you. So the first guest that I have on this podcast is a friend of mine. Her name is Ashley. And she, since the day that I first met her, was just one of the nicest people that I've ever met. And she just has this awesome vibrance to her. And when she reached out with her story, Um, I was just completely moved by the fact that she was pushing through something so strong. So um, I wanted to start off this first episode by introducing her. Uh, So we're starting this on a a Zoom meeting. So hi, Ashley. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Well,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you having the patience to figure out Zoom as well and be an old woman with me. Kind of I'm glad off.
1: I wasn't the only one struggling in that one technology. So I <laughs> um, so just
0: want to start it off by you know just introducing yourself and uh, just start off a little bit with um, what you wanted to share.
1: Okay. So. Um, well, I guess my topic today of something that I've been going through a really long time is I have androgenic alopecia. And I probably, I'd say about 16 or 17 is when it started happening for me. I'm 30 now, so as you can tell, that's quite a few years. I wasn't actually diagnosed with it until probably, um, I'd say, a year ago. So I went through all these years not understanding what was happening to me. Um, Androgenic alopecia is basically... The bottom line, it's called male pattern baldness. Thinning and balding is typically thought of in males. So it's not really talked about in the female aspect. So I wanted to shed some light on it because it seems to kind of be a taboo where we just don't really talk about permanent hair loss with women. It's kind of almost like it doesn't happen, which it very much does. Oh, yeah. So, like, in probably, yeah, when I was 16 or 17, I had a really thick head of hair, like a lot more than people normally have. And I don't know what happened, but within a week, I started like brushing my hair and it started coming out in like major clumps. And I was just freaking out I remember crying and like being hysterical and I was talking to my parents about it. I was so like humiliated and embarrassed. I didn't even want to go to school and my, my family was kind of like not sure what to do because what do you do in that situation? It's really bizarre and um, yeah we went to a doctor and um, he was basically like she's just really stressed and the hair will grow back and it never did so Gosh, that's well, yeah
0: I can imagine the first initial response when you started brushing your hair and it started falling out um so when did it start falling when you were brushing like how old were you
1: so yeah I was like probably 16 or 17
0: okay okay and so you just found out and so what was that final like, initial you know decision to where you're like okay there's something off were you physically feeling something or just your hair
1: it was just weird I mean I I physically I wasn't feeling any different like I didn't understand because you know even at a young age being stressed yeah everyone's dealt with like a really um, massive blow in their life where we've all been a a spot where we're heartbroken or we're going through something and we like, we stop eating. Maybe we lose weight. Our hair thins out a little bit. Like those are all normal things, but it didn't add up to me when it was, like I said, massive clumps and it came out so fast. Like I even remember like putting my hands through my hair and like the hair would keep coming out and it wouldn't stop. Even, I got so, so, um, what do you call it? So terrified that I tried not even brushing my hair. Wow. Yeah, and it probably got, the ponytail got to, I would, like, if you look at your thumb, that would be the equivalent of maybe what my ponytail was, is. Yeah, oh it was. Yeah, your thumb's actually probably larger than my ponytail circumference. <laughs> to be oh
0: honest, God. gosh, I can imagine. Like, just how how did you feel emotionally? Like, I I can I understand because like, at least a lot of us, men and women, are very attached to our hair, right? A lot of us use it just for you know, of course, looks, and then just other things as well. So. Um, how, how did you feel when this started to happen?
1: Um, I, I think the initial response when I was falling out was that I'm, and this is going to sound so vain and it's hard for me because I'm not a vain person, but then I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, I am ugly, you know, it's, I have massive clumps missing and we're not talking like all over androgenic alopecia and keep in mind, like I said, I didn't know that's what it was at the time it's pretty much all the majority of it falls out in the crown so um it's very obvious that it kind of puts on this I'm trying to think like this tree where it starts thinning out so you can see your scalp it's I was just I don't I thought possibly that I had some type of illness like some type of sickness I I didn't know how to rationalize it at the time, because hair loss in women like this wasn't a thing, so there physically had to be something wrong with me, because what else would it be?
0: Yeah, absolutely, but first off, you're gorgeous, hair, no hair, what have you, you're a beautiful person on the inside and out, and the fact that you're sharing this vulnerability of how you felt and just, like, what your experiences was just when you started seeing the symptoms and feeling the thinning and all of that stuff. There's a lot of people out there that could relate to that feeling. Like not only with people who have androgenic alopecia, yes, got it. um, uh, But also people who are going through like chemotherapy or just have to, or who are supporting a friend and uh, you know, just who is going through some form of cancerous treatment like the fact that you're able to share this with others and and to be able to bring awareness to this is a beautiful thing. And then the thank fact you. that you're rocking it now, you know, you're you're rocking not only like yourself, but just the fact that you are owning what you have and allowing it to impact others is it's it's incredible. And my hats off to you completely. Well, thank you. Absolutely. So, what would you say would be um, like when how how do I word this? so, with the effects of it, and I can tell like there's an internal battle of you know how you're personally feeling, um, do you guys have anybody who asks about the disease or who um, has like a reaction to it when you talk to them about it, like friends, family, coworkers?
1: I think to be honest, not a lot of people um. Are we talking about current day or previously?
0: Uh, I would say current now that you've learned a little bit more about it.
1: Um, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know I have it. That's kind of the funny thing. Um, it was one of those like dirty skeletons in my closet. Um, her, you know, when you get, there's different stages. It's progressive, so it doesn't get any better. It gets worse that's kind of the bottom line you never lose your entire hair like there's the universal alopecia and i think i can never say that one correctly but universally means just it's completely you're completely bald there's no hair on your head whatsoever when you hear the word alopecia that's what people tend to think of and there's actually like two or three more different types of alopecia oh wow yeah so there's um I think it's ariata too. I might be pronouncing that one wrong. I don't have it, so not well-versed. And that's another one, the second probably most common one. And people, um, that's when they lose like a patch. Like, have you ever seen where someone has a like a mm-hmm. completely bald patch? Like they have yep. hair everywhere else. That's mm-hmm. that one. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I would say like, the response has been really great with people in current day. Like, um, probably about two years ago, I didn't really talk about it with people. I, it was was something that was embarrassing to me and I didn't want to draw more attention to it. And I had a couple more life happenings to me where my hair thinned out even more because usually it's triggered by stress and then you go through these mass sheds and a sternum percentage of your hair just doesn't come back from that shed and yeah and at that point like my scalp was really coming through and that was before I even started my current job and I was like thinking about how can I conceal it and I bought L'Oreal root spray and I learned to kind of like I mean, I was a makeup artist for seven years, so I kind of know how to blend. So I just right. kind of blended it through all the, like, bold spots, the thinning spots. And, and I did that only specifically. Like, we're talking about having conversations with people. I had so many people have conversations with me that I didn't want to have with it. Like, um, I had random strangers come up to me and be like, and you probably won't believe this, but, like, they would literally come up to me and like, I'd be in conversation. I'd be helping them with like product or something. I'm like, do you know your hair's thinning? Oh. And I'm like, uh, excuse me. And I was just like, wow, that's just really. And I'd be like, yeah, I kind of own a mirror. Thanks for bringing that up. Can we get back to what we're talking about? Or um, people would say like personal things kind of like that or like I'd help this one gal who was dealing with stress related hair loss I'm not talking about mine mm-hmm. and she'd be what did she say she was like um, well what do you know about helping someone with hair loss because you can't figure out your own oh my goodness and I was just that was one of those things like wow and I was like well mine is if, even though I didn't know it was alopecia at the time I, was, I already figured out mine was permanent because it yeah. hadn't improved in like five years, and I was like, mine's permanent? I was like, yours is temporary, so that's a different scenario, but thanks for that.
0: Absolutely. That must have been really hard because you're already fighting an internal battle with yourself, right? Of, of these changes and seeing this yourself, and like you said, like finding the hair loss when you're brushing your hair, worried about putting it up into a ponytail, like you were already battling this already. And when other people make comments like that, it just doesn't help at all, you know?
1: Yeah, and then you had people, it was just like you'd be buying, like people would be buying something for me and they're like, you know, um, what could really help with your thin hair is that I take 10,000 milligrams of like vitamin D. And again, it's in all these conversations, I never agreed to that conversation. Right. You know, we weren't even talking about me. We weren't talking about my hair loss. And it was just people throwing it out there. And I think like people, some people meant well mm-hmm. by it. And others were just clearly like distasteful and just not appropriate conversations. And you would get a lot of medical advice. You'd be like, have you tried this? Have you tried this shampoo? And if you talk to anyone who has permanent hair loss we've tried everything under the sun and we've tried it because we didn't understand what was going on it's an internal thing it's um there's n- the only treatment that is available is monoxidil and that's a liquid that's Rogaine and you rub it on your head twice a day for the rest of your life and the difference in starting that uh you know i did for the, the issue with me was, again, I found out that my alopecia, I found out I had it way too late, and there's only a small window. If the follicles close up, you can't revitalize those follicles anymore. So my guess is I probably have at least lost 50% of my hair, and it's also super toxic to animals, specifically cats. Like, it can kill your cat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I love animals, and I am kind of a low-maintenance gal, and rubbing Rogaine on my hair <laughs> head for, like, twice a day for the rest of my life wasn't really realistic for me, considering that's a lot of work. And at that point, when I figured that out it was permanent, and it was probably, like, five years in, all that hair that I could have saved, I couldn't save anymore. And then I was just keeping essentially very little hair I had left just keeping it alive and basically it slows it down and it helps grow some back but it's just a lot of work and at the end of the day like what stage I was at was kind of too late. In order for Rogaine to work you really want to get it when it originally happens like within the first two years. Okay I understand
0: so with, you know, with that option, since you said it's a little unrealistic to you, what would you say would be your next move? Like, how are you going to move on um, now that you have the diagnosis and, like, you, you understand
1: what it is? Like, what's your next step? Um, my next step, and that's something I've kind of been plotting for the past year, <laughs> is that um, I decided that I was kind of done You know, like every time and anyone who has this will tell you that like taking a shower or something's a nightmare because like once you jump out, your hair is wet and like under the mirror, you can see so much scalp and you stare at your hair all the time and you're just seeing it thin out and you're feeling sorry for yourself. Again, you're feeling like not attractive. And I just got really tired of feeling that way. I got tired of putting in the root spray and I just wanted to be able to like, be at peace with myself. I, I learned to accept, you know, I'm not going to get my hair back. It's just gonna get worse. And I joined a, um, a lot of hair loss groups and in those hair loss groups, people started talking about wigs and toppers. And I thought about it and how nice it would be just to like put on a wig and have hair again. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of anxiety with that too and I spent probably the past year just researching really hard on what wigs to buy specifically um all the maintenance like a lot of people think you just buy one and you kind of slap it on your head there's like so many things like you have to cut the lace close to the hairline you have to plot hairs um, for the part line to make it look more natural. you have to like give a haircut. In my case, I'll have to stretch out my wigs a little more to like put them on my head and it just it seemed like a better option to just kind of essentially, I'd like to <laughs> my boyfriend, every time I say this, he's like, oh, not sure like how I feel about it, but it's your total choice. I'd love to be able to like Britney Spears and like, do a buzz and just be able to wear wigs. Yeah. Because I, and my hair loss, I told myself it has to be in the like one of the final stages on the worst stages to do that. But I just don't want to have to look at it anymore. I just want to be like, and a lot of people I know in the community actually do this, and it feels very freeing because. We talked about that experience like looking in the mirror every day and just seeing your hair slowly kind of wither away it's a very like emotional thing mm-hmm. and not it not only is that another thing that's not talked about it's kind of painful like when you're going through shedding phases if you like remember having a sunburn on your scalp okay. it's like that so your whole scalp kind of gets irritated sometimes you get rashes it's red it's super tender like if I try to put my um my glasses on top of my head it hurts like it's very sensitive it's not just like I said the emotional aspect there's physical aspects to um your eyebrows like maybe your eyelashes thin out or you have patchy eyebrows it's it's a whole lot of different stuff going on
0: but, well, the thing is, too, like, I, the fact that you and all of these brave women are coming together and saying, I accept this, I am going to free myself from, you know, this, just this constant back and forth and embrace every part of this. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's inspiring. The fact that you are loving yourself and accepting yourself and using this as a way to be like, you know why? I'm going to still take care of you. Like, and you're, you're going to free yourself from it. And I am so proud of you for that. Like, and so proud of these women who you're talking to as well, um, for sharing their story and sharing their vulnerability with that too.
1: It's, it's absolutely incredible. I think this group, honestly, a lot of these groups kind of saved me in a sense, because I just, I think you tend to feel like you're a bit of a freak, you know, you have your friends all around you and they have hair and then you're dealt this really kind of ugly blow um to your self-esteem and there wasn't anyone I could really talk to no one really struggled with it and and that was just really hard to be going through this so many years by myself and I joined these um these group of ladies and then I hear all their stories I see kind of their journey through everything and it helped normalize it for me because like i said no one talks about it in society if you're um if you're a woman and you're bald or you have thinning hair you're either like they consider you like you're sick you have cancer um or you're just kind of a rebel sometimes a lot of things that people don't think about is that some of us just kind of don't have a choice (laughs) regardless. People buzz their head because they don't feel like there's anything left. But this group has been massively supportive by just bringing in people and, like I said, normalizing something that no one really wants to talk about. And there's so many people that I even see like through my work and even some of my coworkers, and I know they have my condition, I can like, I can tell like the starting of it. I remember like the different stages of it, and obviously, I'm never gonna bring that up because we talked about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Um, but there's so many people that don't even know they have it, like me. Like I went seven years, not a clue. I knew it was permanent. I didn't understand what it was, and so many people are walking around, around nowadays with um alopecia and they have no clue they just think that they have hair loss like i did and maybe someday it'll grow back and unfortunately that type of hair loss doesn't and they don't know that there's like options out there they don't know they could do what i did and like if it's on the like what do you call it the slights and like less than moderate side you can fill it in with like root powder root spray um that you that it that wigs have come like miles away from how we remember them as like teenagers and kids where they looked super fake and and that's also important to say too because i think they're sometimes um the one thing I get discouraged about, because you hear all the happy stories, but then you hear about the stories that really, like, dishearten you, too, where, like, people are wearing a wig, and not everyone can afford the human hair wigs. I mean, I paid um, 815 for one, and that was on sale, and the other one, I got on sale, too, and I paid 1000 for, oh, and wow. that's... Yeah, they're really expensive, and human hair is very expensive. So sometimes, all people can afford is synthetics, and even like a high quality synthetic can put you anywhere from three hundred to five hundred. And you would hear stories about like this gal is, um, that was just like people would be like, "Are you wearing a wig?" or just shouting things across the street, making fun of them. Oh my goodness yeah and I'm um, just kind of it's it's sad you know because as women like we already like face so many different battles and it's yeah. it's hard to hear the house someone like that doesn't know someone um will just like tear other people down or and you know if it is a wig and I mean if you can tell that I mean what's the point you know it's just hair at this point yes um.
0: and with like hair no hair wig no wig like people are beautiful and should be accepted for who they are as a person and for their heart and you know I know there's some people who are listening to this right now who are completely and like who understand exactly how you're feeling and and the fact too that you're sharing this too could open a lot of other people's viewpoints and eyes to what you're going through with alopecia and what others could be struggling with even if it's not alopecia specifically so um, my next question to you would be, how can us as a community, whether it's friends, family, coworkers, or just people at day-to-day who are just learning about this disease, how can we support you and others who are going through it in the best way possible?
1: That um, That's difficult. Cause like we talked about that, it's a real like personal journey on it, but let me like, like we stated before, um, I went through it pretty much alone and that was rough, but I did have a couple friends tell me um, that they would go with me to like a wig shop to try on wigs so you t- didn't do it alone because it's pretty terrifying when you go into those places by yourself. I didn't buy mine in a shop, I bought mine online, but I did view a couple and a couple times I went by myself and that was like the most absolutely terrifying thing cause you're trying to do something new and then you're going by yourself or um, even to come with you for like a, um, what do you say? Like for my friend, um, Mary, she cut cut both my wigs and she's actually coloring one of them. And that's supportive. Like if you have a friend that's a hairstylist and you have a piece, like that'd be great if they can be a part of that and help you customize it to make it look like, your normal style i'm trying to think of kind of other things because this one's always hard and i always try to kind of pinpoint specific i don't i can tell you things you kind of shouldn't do don't ask have you tried um the shampoo this conditioner or like talk to him about medical advice like we previously mentioned all that stuff really isn't helpful it really is just being there emotionally and if they need to physically um if they need someone to come with a doctor visit to a dermatologist to get diagnosed there's like scalp biopsies you can do to 100% officially like find out if you have alopecia if it's caused by bacteria just going long to appointments listening to people's just frustration sadness it's really just emotionally being there and and the very few times that you have the option to be physically present I do highly recommend that you don't kind of let someone go into one of those places alone because it is pretty terrifying and just having someone next to you even if it makes you a bit uncomfortable it's just nice for someone to be there and you know again it kind of feels a bit more shameful if you're doing a lot of these things alone
0: absolutely and I love how you shared that it's like First off, you'll never be alone. Like, I'll be here for you. And, and I know friends, family are there for you as well. And especially that Facebook group, which big shout out to them as well. Um, and I love how you mentioned just like, open up your heart and just like, just be, you know, empathetic, sympathetic. Just be there for that person. If they want to talk about it, if they don't want to talk about it, if, if they're just going through this battle, just being there is all that matters. Um and I love that you that you pointed that out to where that it's it is it is an internal battle and the fact that you are opening up to this vulnerability is absolutely amazing. Um so you also mentioned, you know, how like if you know a hairstylist or if you just to kind of help with the consultation. Um I actually didn't tell you this for a reason. Um, but I have a close friend who is a hairstylist and Big shout out to Wicked Beauty Bar in Issaquah, and um, first off, amazing human being as well. But she is really great at matching skin tones, finding good wigs, finding really good hair, um, and being able to help you with that transition from, you know, having this set of hair that you have now to if you do eventually want to shave it all off and then pick a wig. So. My gift to you is I would love to help pay for this consultation and also for part of your wig if that's something that you're okay with.
1: Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. You don't have to though. (laughs) I just, I (laughs) I just, it's the main thing is that I just, I wanna let people know that, you know, I'm here. And even if they don't know me, that someone can contact me and they can talk to me about it. I don't want someone to go through it alone like I did for that long. And just to be able to put that out there, it really is, that's, that is a great gift in itself to know that maybe I could help someone else and know that it's, there are more people that go through it than you think. And Mm -hmm. Just having someone to kind of be by your side and guide you, like the wig thing. I have researched, like I said, for like a year and a half. I didn't have like a specific friend. I kind of messaged all these girls individually, and we all talked, and this is how I learned what I know now about what I need to do with my wigs. I'm not currently going to wear them probably till the end of February because they need more work. Um, but I didn't know all these details until I literally just kind of picked all these things up. And I can think, wow, like now if someone goes through it, now I have gals messaging me. (laughs) I kind of think (laughs) I'm an expert about it. (laughs) I'm not an expert, but I can say, hey, like you don't want to cut your lace with regular shears. You want banking shears because Mm -hmm. it scallops it and it blends it into your skin. Or say like, don't do this. I don't have to make all those first time wig mistakes that other people are making and I can kind of steer people around so they don't make those mistakes. Yeah
0: and I'm happy to just give out you know your information to people who need somebody to talk to and the fact that you're lending a hand to share your experience and help somebody who's going through the same thing is absolutely incredible. It's actually the reason why I started this podcast is because you never know what someone's going through and you never know that somebody's struggling like I didn't know that you had this until you reached out you know and the fact that you shared that with me is just absolutely beautiful um so yeah so if if anybody who is listening to this podcast you know wants more information or wants to contact Ashley um feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram my Instagram name is Akiafit a-c-h-a-i-a-f-i-t um, and I'm happy to to share so then, you know, she can she can be there for you as well. Um, and like I, I really appreciate that you are that you are taking this as an opportunity to help other people. It just shows how beautiful you are as a person. Um oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And then we're here too. Me and Kara from Wicked Beauty Bar are here for you as well to get you all spiffed up and ready if you want to go out on a date with your boyfriend and <laughs> um and, uh, just support you. So, and, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on this podcast and share those vulnerabilities, um, with us. I truly thank you.
1: No, honestly, thank you. It's really awesome to have a podcast. And I think it's interesting because you're talking about new person every single time and a new struggle. And I, especially with all the stuff going on right now in the world we, we just tend to forget about the bigger picture in the sense that everyone is going through something and everyone's struggle is unique to their own and we just all need to be a little kinder and nicer and more compassionate and you know kindness costs nothing so yes. you know reach out to people that are having a rough time and you know if someone looks nice or they did their hair nice or even if you can tell it's a wig and, but you like the color anyways just tell them you like their hair or you like their shirt say just a compliment can go miles and we all need to hear nice things and encouragement
0: absolutely love really is all around as, as hard as life can be especially with this pandemic going on like there are people out there who are pushing through these these trialing times to come out on the other side resilient and stronger and you are one of those um and i'm so proud of you and i love the message too it's yes all of us where it's where we need to just treat others with with kindness and with love and that's how we are all going to get through this with love and i wanted to thank you for again for being on the podcast and thank you all of those for listening Um, i really appreciate it this has been the climb from rock bottom And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and stay tuned next week for the next, um, for the next guest. Um, thank you so much, Ashley. Oh, thank you. All right. And take care.